Hey friends, welcome to the Relationship Pasa Pasa podcast, a bi-weekly podcast hosted by four smart and sassy Jamaican ladies currently living in the U.S. with almost two decades of friendship. Our aim is for you to see a piece of yourself in us and maybe learn a thing or two as we discuss our everyday lives. Thanks for spending time with us. Now, let's jump into our dose of Pasa Pasa. What time is it? Pasa Pasa! Time? Pasa Pasa! Time? Every girl, every girl, every girl, every girl. I owe me a pasta pasta. Stop, girl, why do I drink until I get Drink and rave till I'm on in like my girl. Center, 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 center. Have a top stand. You know who this is. All right. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So we hope you've been staying well. Um, eating all your fruits and veggies, getting all the sun, you know, it's springtime. We hope you're getting in that vibe. Um, as always, before we get started, we want to say thank you. Thank you for listening, um, sharing this space with us, letting us know what you think of these discussions, um, and even suggesting topics, which uh, is where our discussion today actually came about. Uh, so we would just want to say thank you. We really appreciate you spending um, some of your time with us. We really um Appreciate that. So before we dive into this very juicy episode, we're going to do a little roll call. Uh, this is Carrie. Uh, Shar? Hey, guys. Soof? Right here. Mish? Hey. Awesome. Welcome, ladies. Good to see y'all. I feel like I haven't seen y'all in forever. Forever. It feels like forever. forever. Probably it was last week, but it feels like forever. <laughs> Pandemic time, pandemic time. <laughs> it's rough. So before we jump in, we have some special guests with us today. I want to actually shout out one of our listeners who inspired today's conversation. His handle, I want to say, is not Creon on Insta. He and I met a f- probably over 10 years ago now, uh, halfway across the world. He was getting married at the time and Life has happened, but he's piqued our interest in this topic. So we wanted to just shout him out real quick and say, big up yourself. We hope you enjoy this episode. It's for you. (laughs) So today we're talking about non-traditional relationships, specifically polyamory. And we want to mention here that there are many variations we know of non-monogamous relationships. Um, We know that there can be an open relationship and it's very different from polyamory. And so today we want to be clear, we are only discussing polyamory. We do identify and know that our outlook can be translated to other non-monogamous situations. And so in in that vein, we figured the more the merrier, the richer the conversation. And so we invited Jen and Sham from the Monogamish podcast, um, to share with us today. And by share, we mean educate us. <laughs> That's really what this is about uh, during today's <laughs> conversation. Uh, so a little bit about our guests today. Both are Jamaican born and raised and they co-host the Monogamish podcast. Uh, Jen, I'll start with you. Jen, you gotta wave or Hi, say something, you, you gotta cough. Hello. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Wait, was that enough? Yes, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so Jen, Jen identifies as a pansexual polyamorous romance novel enthusiast. Oh okay. She is passionate <laughs> about music. You like that? You like that? Yeah, I, I like that. I like how you do okay. that. Okay, y'all have to take me on tour with y'all. Just, just let me know. <laughs> I would introduce you. Um, he is the creator of Monogamish Podcast, the Black Ch- Black Charette. Did I get that right? It's Black Charettes, like Black Charette. Oh, okay. Black Charettes. Okay. Black Yes. Okay. Okay. And stacked podcast. She's also a bookstagrammer and a sensitivity reader for queer, Caribbean, and or polyamorous content. You can always, you can usually find Jen having a conversation with amazing people like today, enjoying a glass of wine (laughs) in her underwear. Not Mm -hmm. in her underwear, but the wine. Okay, the wine, okay, okay. While reading a book and being vaguely interested on social media because she's she's over social media. 
Yes. <laughs> so Sham is also with us. Sham has been non-monogamous for 11 years. He and his wife started as swingers and are currently practicing hierarchical polyamory. We are going to ask you about that later on because I am very curious about what that means. Um, he's also the co-host of Monogamish Podcast and has maybe a podcast of his own in the works. Okay. All right, Sam. All right. We're here for that. <laughs> hey. Stay tuned. Yes. So Sham also mentioned he enjoys soca music and short walks on the beach to the bar so he can spend some time having a drinky drink. <laughs> Did we miss anything? Uh, I, think, I think you covered most of it, yeah. <laughs> Sounds accurate to me. Awesome. So the Monogamish Podcast is a podcast about non-monogamy and polyamory through a Black Jamaican lens. Um, they make it clear that they aren't experts but their goal is really to have an open and honest conversation, right? About relationships, much like we do here. Um, we're all about open and honest conversations. So this feels like a match made in heaven. We're very yes. excited. Yes, agreed. Yes. Yes, we're happy so. to be here. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. So there are, right, as you can imagine, many assumptions made about non-monogamous relationships and even prepping for this episode in full transparency, I, and by I, I mean we, were a little nervous <laughs> about the discussion. We wanted to make sure we didn't sound silly and we didn't wanna be disrespectful in, in any way or insensitive because we are naive to this space for the most part. And so to make sure we're working from a similar base of understanding, can you both share with us um, maybe start by sharing what polyamory means. Oh, yeah. I can just start on the very basic definition. Poly means many. Amory <laughs> means love. Many mm -hmm. loves. And so how, I mean, of course, like you said, there are different types of polyamory as well within that. So there's non-monogamy, there's polyamory, and then even within polyamory, there's different ways to practice that. But pretty much the most simple definition is that it involves people having intimate relationships with multiple people with the consent of everyone involved. So that's very important. Everyone has to agree to this. You can't just be polyamorous and then not tell the other person <laughs> you're polyamorous and have several other relationships. Where, where does that happen? <laughs> Jamaica. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just saying, we're, we're very familiar with this concept from home, right? Where it's right. like, oh no, like we're monogamous, but he's just out there with his four other girlfriends. It's totally fine. I'm totally okay with it while I die inside. It's fine. <laughs> um, so it's a very familiar concept for you. So that whole non-consensual part of it, but consent right. part is very important. Like consent is important in all relationships, especially right. in polyamory, that communication, that understanding, we all have to be on the same page about what's happening. But if, mm. uh, sorry, you said he, the person knows that they are, that the other person is doing mm -hmm. it, but so would that not be non-monogamous if oh, they know, well, but maybe oh, not? It's non-monogamous, but it might not be polyamorous or. Oh, I think generally speaking to situations that happen in Jamaica a lot where the woman might know, but she didn't right. necessarily agree to it. Right. So she know the man out there doing whatever, but this was never a thing that they both said we're doing. Gotcha. She right. just decided, and then she's just living with it. Gotcha. That's okay. not really polyamory. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I hope y'all say this a couple times for the people in the back, because that's important. <laughs> I know. I know. Having that yes. conversation is important. It only works if both sides agree. Well, if all sides agree. Right. Okay. Okay. That's really helpful. Thanks for clarifying that for us. So we're starting from the same kind of understanding and base. I think we're also curious and ladies chime in here, right? Um, what are some common misconceptions people often make, you find in your experience, people make about polyamorous relationships? Well, I think the main thing people expect or I guess mis misconceptions they have is that we don't feel jealousy, that there's no jealousy, there's no, like, you're just okay with everything, you can just go out there and do whatever because you're polyamorous, so clearly you can just have 
as many extra girlfriends or boyfriends or sexual partners that you want. And that's that's not the case because we're still human. We're still, we still feel feelings. You can be jealous in this kind of relationship. And another misconception is that you can't cheat because other people think, all right, if you're someone who cheats a lot, this might be the relationship type for you, which is not right. the case. You can still cheat in, a, in any kind of relationship, especially polyamory, because as long as there is a breakdown of trust, a betrayal of trust, you're still cheating. So I think those are the two big ones. You can't cheat, mm-hmm. you can't be jealous, which are both still very present in polyamory, I think. Hmm. That's interesting. Jen? Um, I will say that a lot of people assume, especially when you're a woman who practices polyamory, that means that I always want a threesome or that I always want to sleep with you. (laughs) (laughs) And both of which are untrue. (laughs) Both of which are untrue. Don't get me wrong. I can enjoy a threesome if there are people that I genuinely want to be in that situation with. And if I do want to sleep with you, I will let you know. If I haven't told you, chances are that's not really where I'm going with this. Uh, I have a quick question. Um, I've already, I mean, I listened to you you guys' podcast and I kind of have a general idea as to where you guys are coming from, meaning how this started for you. But I don't think anybody else kind of knows unless they've listened, I guess, even from the beginning. So I kind of wanted to know where you when you guys at what point realized that this is the this is better for you than monogamy um and so we can have like an idea of where it's coming from i i was a special little snowflake (laughs) as a child Um, i I figured out when i was very young that i liked (laughs) boys and girls obviously as a six seven year old i'm not sure what the levels of sex are with that romance or any of those things I just knew that I had a girl that I wanted to be her best friend so bad and I wanted to live at her house with her and her parents and they could like make us food and we would sleep in the same bed and it would be awesome for the rest of our lives because clearly the rest of our lives is only a couple of months right Um, right so (laughs) so acknowledging that as a child that I had those intimate feelings for a woman kind of was like okay so when I grow up I want a husband and a wife that makes perfect sense but obviously growing up in Jamaica that's not quite what is presented to us as an option so I tried monogamy I tried heterosexuality neither stuck didn't Mm -hmm. didn't quite work out um I think the real turning point for me in that journey was I was dating a male partner at the time and I was we were doing really great but I was really unhappy and you know picking fights doing the things that we all do instead of opening our mouths and having conversations and I was he was like what 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 is going on with you like you're you're being weird what's happening and I was like I just miss vagina and I wanted to be with a penis for the rest of my life and I mean literally like and pretty much he was like okay so let's rework our relationship let's you know we're committed to each other but you're allowed to sleep with other women I'm like really (laughs) he's like yeah I knew you were into women when I met you why would I try to stop you now and so once we I mean the man didn't stick but those principles (laughs) and ideas did just because that freedom that was given to me that I was allowed to explore that and not feel trapped but like I mean let's be honest here men are great but they're not that great like especially (laughs) when you know the other side especially when you've dated women why why would I just want to be with a man but that's also me like that's also me. So that was my journey to that acceptance. And so having known I was not monogamous my whole life, I only really came into that acceptance portion. Like, oh my God, it's been like 10, 11 years as well. Damn old. <laughs> Ma'am, let's not go there. Right? It's the old no. Sham, are you, have you been non-monogamous before your wife? Uh, no, funny enough. So it started with her back in college. So back See, now I'm making think about years myself, too. It was about 1920 at the time when we had just gotten together. We're in college at UA, and, you know, we, how do I say this? 
started to experiment because I discovered she was bisexual. So, you know, as young college kids do kind of mess around. So tried like bringing in a girl for fun every now and then. And so for a while, it was just like experimental phase of college, that kind of stuff. And then as time went on, we sort of evolved for it to be more serious because I, like in the beginning, we had very simple rules. Oh, you know, you can only do it if the three of us are there. And then over time, it was like, well, what if I'm not, like, what if a girl comes to me and you're not there? And I'll be like, well, yeah, go have fun. I'm not going to complain. And then as time went on, we came like, all right, what if another man comes along? Or what if a girl comes to me? And so from there, went from, all right, maybe this is not just a physical thing anymore. Right. Maybe we can try to make this emotional. Maybe we're open to the idea of actual whole relationships outside of just the two of us. And yeah, yeah that's how we got here over 10 years wow. now. Similar. Hmm. Has it been constant? Like, has there always been, I mean, once you guys decided you got to that point, has there always been another person? I mean, okay, maybe, maybe I shouldn't go there. I know Kerry wants to ask, well, I know Kerry wants to ask you to explain your, um, what is that? Well, yes. What is it called? I'm sorry. I'm not looking at any notes. The hierarchical. Hierarchical. Polyamory. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that's what, that's a a setup for you and your wife. That's the, that's how you guys identify. So how, how does that work? And is it like the three people or two or more people? What does that look like? Okay. I can answer that. All right. So the first part of the question it as, it's not always constant, but it's not always someone there because as much as we are open to having other people, there's not always the right person. I guess another okay. misconception I should say for um, polyamory is that it's easier because you can't just, you know, you can't just go anywhere, but yeah. it's, it can be harder because <laughs> one, you have to find someone you like hard enough right. already. Two, they have to understand the situation because right. I can, I find that it's a, uh, Women are more open to the idea of you cheating on your wife than your wife being okay with you having another person. Right. So that's something that will come up a lot. Like, Wait, could you someone. repeat that? Women are more... No, I'm, I'm Not women, but... When I say women, but people in general, okay. they're more open to the idea that you're cheating than you're in a non-monogamous relationship. So... Well, okay. So, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like some... Okay. Like if you approach them and they're like, oh, you know... Is a thing on the side, you're giving your wife going fine. But if you tell them that you know she's okay with it and this is just our setup, then you're weird. Might, yeah. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to find the right person that kind of understands that. Right. Got you. So as far as it being constant, no, not really. It was more in college when you could find more people who are, I guess, more open-minded or willing to try new things. But as you get older, everybody kind of settles down and you now it's hard to find like proper. So we've had so we've had situations where it's been a, I guess what you call a throuple, where it's us mm-hmm. and another person and everyone is kind of together. We've had situations where one of us will have like uh, a, someone on the side that's not necessarily a full-blown boyfriend or girlfriend, but more than, definitely more than friends and definitely right. more than just a, a, part, a sexual partner. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so even like right now there's no, there's no real other person in our lives because it's kind of hard to find anyone right now because right. you know we're working in lockdown. Yeah. So yeah, and as far as what how the hierarchy hierarchy works is, that just means that you have different people at different levels, which for us because we're married, yeah. it's kind of understood that yet yeah, it's going to be hard for a new person to reach that level. So as of right now, anybody new that comes in, they're going to be secondary which kind of sounds you know away but some people are fine they don't want to be everything you know not like not so much um so even in the throuple even when it's the three of you having the 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 relationship so all of you so say it's it's a woman coming in with you and your wife um it's still hierarchical where it's you guys at the top and the person is at the at, at the other level in a way in that situation it's less in that in that you know there'll always be the 
a stronger bond between us because we've been together, the two of us, right, husband right. and wife, longer. So right. that bond is naturally stronger. Right. But it's less, I guess, evident other than when you have to do, when you choose to do things separately for right. like an anniversary or something like that. So yeah, even in those cases, it's still a hierarchy, not necessarily fully equal, Yeah. but it's not so much like, you know, we're out and, oh, she goes in first or stuff like that. It's just, you just there's, there's an understanding that some things will be for the the married part of the, the group. And then, right. and, but, and then even then, little bonds will form between the, duos in the group mm-hmm. so when we had that relationship her the two of two of them had a stronger relationship than me and the, other the third yeah but and that was understood as well so yeah in that case yeah Is that it okay? sounds like there's a lot of keeping up <laughs> it can be yeah. uh depending on your how your relationship is set up it's it can be a lot of like keeping track of different people different times mm-hmm different like birthdays and Mercy. Yeah. it can be so it's, it's really not for everybody listen i've never been no go ahead jam oh no so i've never been in a situation where i had to like keep track of multiple like women's prop like you know separate personalities and schedules and stuff like that oh that's a serious really. thing yeah no i don't think i could handle that level <laughs> would I read you? Would I read you? No, for real. <laughs> my, my, my part-time job. I have a question. What are the rules regarding having kids? Sham, what are your rules? <laughs> oh. Because okay, so no, okay, so I'll say for me, and right now I don't care who has what with who, right? That's not where I'm at. I have mm-hmm. a partner who's married to someone else right now. They have a kid, that's that's totally fine. That's your business. I don't I don't care about that because mm-hmm. that's your thing. Um, any children that are made within the union, I'm not gonna like shun them. That's not mm-hmm. what I do. If we are still together and I am a part of your child's life, I'm going to consistently be there for your child. But yeah. again, I am operating from a single slash solo point of view where I am right. not married to someone while Shem is married to a whole other person who right. might have feelings about, hey, well, what if you got our girlfriend pregnant? What does that look like? Right. So, right. Or what if your wife's partner gets her pregnant? Like, how, how does that right. work? Huh. See, this is funny. Through all of our, how many episodes are we at now? I don't remember. Jen, how many episodes are we at? How many oh, episodes are we at now? 60 something? Yeah, so. 66, 67? That's a lot. All episodes, this has not come up yet. At least wow. not this explicitly. Next one, next one, regardless. next one. But I'm going to answer, yeah. <laughs> um, that would have to be a, a discussion between the two of us. As, as of right now, I don't believe either of us are okay with the idea of any of us getting pregnant with someone else. That would be too hard to explain. So mm-hmm. it's not a, a rule right now, but it's something I, I definitely feel we both you know, agree on. If we have a child, I feel we would treat it like how a single woman, like a single mother would treat it where the, any outside person, it would depend on how serious it is. Mm-hmm. So you know, if it's just uh, the cervical fling, uh, you don't need necessarily need to, need to be in the child's life. But if it gets right. serious to the point where seeing it constantly it's a serious thing then at the very least we would introduce you as like you know an uncle or something you know like right. like, have you, like everybody have their auntie that's not really their auntie that is so right, Jamaican right. by the way and she's yes <laughs> <laughs> I have a so in that yeah. case yeah like yeah. so much uncle you have so much uncle <laughs> but that's that's, that's very cultural really about it Think no. about it. How many uncles and aunties do you have, like with your right. parents or like, like who are related? Listen, listen. I know the of one yep. particular uncle who is definitely my mother's ex-boyfriend. Like, <laughs> absolutely, my mom's ex-boyfriend, <laughs> and also a friend of my dad's. So, like, I mean, listen. that's normal. That's normal. Yep, it is yes. what it is, right? 
That is very So speaking of these cultural like expectations, how do you both navigate general, right? Jamaican cultural expectations while living what many may consider a non non-traditional lifestyle? I have always been like anti-cultural norms, I guess. Mm-hmm. So people just know me as the weird one who likes women, who does all this stuff. And no one is surprised by my lifestyle because that's never been something I've hidden per se. Like, I mean, I came out to my mom as polyamorous with the couple that I was dating. Like they were in the room and I was like, hey, by the way, you know how they're always over at the house when I come to visit? It's because we're fucking. <laughs> You said this to your parents? I said to my mother. <laughs> I said to my mom. mother. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My mom, I, that's who I lived with when you, I was in Jamaica. You did it straight like that? Like straight? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no chaser. Big. No chaser. I was just like, yeah, that's the reason they're always here because we're we're together. We're doing stuff. <laughs> there may have been alcohol involved when she said this. So. That makes yeah. way more sense. Yeah. So, but the I mean, no also, chase apart makes sense. Like, my mom and I had a really straightforward relationship as well, too. So it was never something that I felt I had to hide from her. It was okay. just, again, one of those things that's more difficult to explain to other people. And so right, I was right. like, hey, why am I keeping this from her? Might as well just tell her. I mean, they're at the house all the freaking time. And yeah. so once she knew... When I came back to Jamaica the next time, she was like, why haven't they come over yet? They're usually at the house as soon as, you know, we get here. Like, um, did you guys break up? Is something going on? Like, she's She's very supportive. So very invested. I mean, I came out to her as, well, bisexual at the time before I transitioned into understanding pansexuality when I was, what, like uh, 17, 18. And she met my then girlfriend who was someone that she worked with okay. and you know <laughs> it's, it's, mommy. It's, it's a whole thing and so I mean she had feelings about that too she was just like oh well you know is it because you know your dad is not around as much like because we're divorced is that why I'm you like curious. women is your mother religious and I mean just uh, any religion yeah she she identifies a Christian yeah okay but she, she's a cool Christian that's awesome. That's supportive. Yeah, cool she's a cool Christian. Yeah, she wasn't. She was. She just assumed it was daddy issues, and I was like, "You think that my father makes me like vagina?" <laughs> and I, just, I was like, "I'm gonna let you sit with that for a second. <laughs> and then she she's met my then girlfriend in her head of of yeah. what? Yeah, right. And then she met my then girlfriend. We didn't kiss. We didn't touch. I was kind of like, "Oh, hey, I'm here with my mom. Can't really talk to you. Gotta like bounce." And then when we got home, she was like, you know, I know that you said you weren't a woman and I had all these feelings about it. And then I saw the two of you together and you weren't even touching and you were trying to be respectful of me, but it was obvious that you guys loved each other. So I guess I understand now. It's fine. Mm, that's <laughs> great. Just, yeah. Super easy. Super easy. Yeah. Easy. So like I said, no mis- no cultural issues here within my close family. I don't care. Right. So, yeah. Right. Hmm. Sham, how is it in Jamaica? I'm so yeah. curious about this. And I know it's different because you guys are married and yes. it's a lot easier to explain um, when you're married as opposed to I'm just out here right. with a bunch of people. But I'm curious to know how it is in Jamaica. Yeah, so I am kind of the opposite of Jen where I just hide it from anybody I can because it's just too much work to try and explain to, right. I guess, the layman. So... I kind of, when I meet somebody, I may like wait till I figure, learn them enough to be like, all right, can they know this about my life or not? Mm, right. So even my mother doesn't know, or I, used to, I think she doesn't know, because, you know, there have been times and hmm, that one girl is always over here all this time. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing explicit as, as Jen did. <laughs> so <laughs> she might have had an idea, but as far as I know, there's no, she wouldn't know. So yeah, generally I'd, I don't really tell people other than my close friends and my close like circle of people. So because I know how Dominican culture is and yep. it's nothing right. not my shame. It's just I just can't bother have to explain or talk to them or have to like work out questions like yeah. from some people. Because like if everyone was like you guys, so you're being respectful and you're trying to understand and you're open to the idea, that'd be fine. But the majority of people that I come across, not like that. And you yep. know, I can't. 
I can't entertain a conversation about like why I'm going to burn in hell or why I breaking the sanity of marriage or anything like that. So right. for the most part, I just avoid telling people. Yeah. Were you raised in with any religion? Yes, actually, I was raised. I was raised Catholic. Okay. But I over time church kind of started going less on Sundays and then just kind of living my own life. So yeah. I was kind of yeah. went the other way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, kind of. Is it harder for your wife? As in... Harder to, in what way? In, with um, trying to explain it to other people or um, her... I mean, based on your experience, obviously you can't speak for her, but um, just her experiences with maybe trying to explain it or her circle of friends... Um, as a man, it might be easier to say, yeah, of a one by right. one. But <laughs> as a woman to say, yeah, you know, I have this other woman in this relationship with my right. husband and people are giving her all kind of side eye, even if they approve of, even if they quote unquote approve of the relationship, not, a, oh, how are you dealing with that? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Kind right. of thing. I mean, people are thinking it even if they aren't saying it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, luckily for us, we generally have this. We well, we mostly have the same friend group, and mm-hmm. most are open-minded. So, as far as I can think right now, she hasn't had to explain to anyone who nice. would have that kind of explanation. Um, maybe once or twice, if she's talking to somebody, like trying to set up a relationship, is that similar? Right. Like, you sure I'm knowing? You sure I'm good at this stuff right. like that? So it's so I definitely agree. It's harder. Just from the standpoint of being a woman, there are certain expectations, and you know, they must say, Oh, them get a wicked and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's about the same level of between the two of us, and we both have the same kind of idea. We don't tell everybody, so there's no like worry about, like, you know, who knows because we just kind of keep it to our circles. Thanks for sharing that. I'm wondering, as you're talking, Jen mentioned this a few times, and I don't know that I have a clear understanding of what what it's meant by pansexual. Can you can you share more about that? Oh yeah. So you know, like how bisexual is usually like a very binary approach to how people understand it anyway. Usually, it's like you like boys, you like girls. I mm-hmm. like everyone. I like forks. I like trees. You identify <laughs> as a fork, I'll date you. To identify as a tree, okay, I can't see Shara's face. I did not expect that. Yeah. No. Oh listen, God. I was just like, listen. I, it just people are always like, oh, so you like pans? Is that why your pants are so like? So I just, I, I am like pans and people. forks. <laughs> listen, pans and forks, ma'am, and trees. Don't forget the trees. Love, give me some oxygen. <laughs> no, uh, I, I can't help myself. I'm a comedian. Thank you for coming to my comedy show. <laughs> I appreciate that. That means you oh are free God. to like yeah. whomever you would like. Yeah, I, I, I'm attracted to people. It doesn't have to do with what's between their legs. It's definitely more about, you know, our connections to each other. And mm-hmm. so whether you're a trans, non-binary, male, mm-hmm. female, whatever you want to identify as i am Mm -hmm. all about you as long as we have a connection to each other okay that's really helpful thanks for clarifying that i feel like i'm in kindergarten and learning a whole new world i was just born i feel like i just came out the womb It's not that it's bad, very, y'all. We appreciate you all like being patient with us and really walk like literally walking us through like um in a very elementary way. So thank you so much for being being patient uh, enough to share your experience in this way. Um, I think we're curious as someone practicing a non-traditional form right of relationships. And I keep using that word, but I don't know if that's PC or not. That's just what we feel like maybe safe, but let me know if we're, if that's like, okay, language, right? To oh, describe your, okay. What has been most surprising in your experiences? Um, hmm. I guess the only thing that's uh, surprising for me personally is how 
I guess, okay I am with everything. Because when we started relationship, we didn't start with the intention of becoming this. We started you know, fully planning to just be good, monogamous people. And then as time went on, you know, so even in the beginning when it was just like, oh, I feel some more whatever, there were still rules of like, I can't, I couldn't see the idea of her with another man, or we didn't like the idea of us having feelings for anyone outside of each other. But then now, many years later, yeah. it's just, I'm just okay with, with all of it because I just understand our relationship. I know that our love is, you know, strong. Our bond is there mm -hmm. and nothing can really break that. So if you have another bond with somebody else, that's right. not our bond. Our bond is the same. So that's mm -hmm. been the most surprising thinking about where I'm coming from to where I am now. Right. I appreciate that honesty. I appreciate so that. I have a yes, question. Yes, I really do. Yeah. Is there ever Star? not, for either of you, so like in, in Sham's case, is there ever a, a situation where one of you are feeling like separating from the partner, but the other one isn't? Or in Jen's case, where you kind of have a connection with one of your partners, but not, and you don't know how to navigate that space a little bit? Mm, yeah, I went through a similar dissolution where it was like broke up with one one side of the tribe that I was in first, and then the, the other side later on. <laughs> um, it's 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 uncomfortable, but it's not undoable. That's not even a real word, but I'm gonna roll with it. Um, it has happened before. Uh, I think a very common misconception about triads and throuples and building relationships like that is that the usually you have unicorn hunters out there in this world pretending they want triads unicorn hunters are married couples usually who are seeking a bisexual woman to be that other person but there yeah. tends to be this very severe hierarchy where it's them and then the unicorn is down here at the bottom of the thing and so whatever they want her to do is what she needs to do to keep them mm. happy sort of vibes. There yeah. are some ethical ways that you can unicorn hunt, probably by not calling it unicorn hunting, <laughs> but um, there's also a lot of unethical practices like that. So you will find a lot of people who say they're trying to get triads and throuples are really just unicorn hunters trying to look for a subservient bisexual woman to support their sexual needs. I mean, and Sham, you, it's like you're, you're short throwing sham shade. I mean, what, no, what? no, 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 no. I'm going to go explain <laughs> the no, no. side. I know what she's Sham talking knows. about. That is, that is not what, she's not talking yeah. about me or okay. how we did things. Yeah, 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 so we're not talking about Sham. So There's like, the right way and the wrong way to do it. Got yeah, it. Okay. So, so when you're trying to build that triad or trying to build that relationship, it's a triangle, right? So right. literally all sides have to touch. You have to build a relationship with every side of the mm -hmm. triangle. So it's not just a married couple having a relationship and then you just kind of chill it. Gotcha. It, that's, that's not, everyone has to have an individual relationship with each other. And mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't always work out where everyone is on the same page at the same time. And then right. you have to figure out, okay, so is the, is the triad completely broken? Are we now a hinge or a V, which is where one person is the apex and they have two. Um, partners but those two partners don't date each other so mm. <laughs> we're us trying to figure out okay is it that we're just not going to all be together is it only that one one side of the triangle is not going to be together there are different layers to this and so mm. I've done throuples I've done triads I've broken up with both at the same time broken up with one person on one side and then several months later the other person on the other side it's just it's it's never easy breakups are never fun never easy. Uh, so yeah. we're all taking notes this will be coming <laughs> yes <laughs> frantically taking notes over here at least i know what a unicorn hunter is if nothing else avoid hey. the unicorn hunters yes <laughs> got it oh and the term unicorn hunter comes because a unicorn in i guess the swinger world is a single bisexual woman because that's considered rare because usually they're either in a relationship or they're only into guys so the idea was, you know, if you are both of those things, you're a unicorn. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. And men are dragons. Oh. Wait, wait, what do you... What, yeah, what does that dragon. mean? Single, single... So, so the, men, the bisexual man would be a dragon. Oh, right, right. Oh, yes. oh okay. okay, okay. Dragon hunters and unicorn hunters. 
Interesting. Yeah, we all it's live like in the medieval times. World. So when I come to you guys and tell you I slayed a dragon, y'all know. It. <laughs> I'm done with I you. Mean, nice. I, might, I might ask you for that dragon's phone number because I'm interested. You never know. You never know. The girl has I'm me. On the hunt. <laughs> Run I the digging. So let me, so as we're talking through this, one of the themes that I think keeps keeps coming up that you almost, it sounds like, need a deeper level of trust in polyamorous relationships than your traditional relationships. Can you both speak to that a little bit um, in terms of the level of trust that's really required to make that type of relationship work? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah, there's definitely a I don't want to say stronger level of trust because I don't want to, you know, diminish yep. monogamous people. But yeah, there is kind of something about knowing they're out there and they have someone else, and trusting them to at least stay with what stay within whatever boundaries you have. Right. Because in a general mm-hmm. relationship, you're just trusting that there's no one. In an monogamous right. relationship, you know there's someone else, but you still right. have to trust that it's not going to be something you. You, you two haven't discussed something you don't approve of and so okay. on. So yeah, definitely a different level of trust and something we always hammer down on our podcast is there's always, there has to be more communication. You have to communicate every part of the way because you have to make sure that everyone still feels the same way about what's going on. If you're feeling jealous, if, if you have an issue with the partner or how you're, how the two of you are going on without me or how, with anything you need to communicate yeah. the entire way because yeah. you need to know you don't want a situation where one person is upset and you don't know because you're too focusing on someone else and right. stuff like that so yeah hmm. i think polyamorous relationships don't allow for a lot of the assumption that comes with monogamous relationships right because when you think about it the premise of most monogamous relationship is about assumption we're assuming that once you've gotten to a certain level you're never going to breathe in the other next direction of someone else. You're never going to do anything outside of what we've been taught is conventional monogamy, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, as you dive deeper into relationships, monogamous or otherwise, you realize not every relationship is exactly the same. Everyone has things that they perceive differently. For example, I have a friend who considers flirting with someone else to be cheating. Mm-hmm. I disagree because I wake up and flirt every day with myself in the mirror. So I can't even look at myself. But, you know, just as an example, right? some people consider flirting right. to be cheating. For right. other people, it's like, it's only cheating once you get to the sex part. So right. that is, it, that's so that's different so even in monogamous relationships. So in polyamory, definitely a lot of communication, a lot of patience, oh, mm. a lot of understanding. I have never had so little sex in my life as I've had in... <laughs> polyamorous relationships in the beginning because we're all trying to make sure we're on the same page right Mm. we have to make sure that we want the same things out of this relationship whether it is that okay we want kitchen table polyamory which is the idea pretty much is a very simple way of describing it's like everyone you know can sit around the kitchen table and have coffee together like we're all making decisions in a way as a unit even if we're not Mm. all having this intimate romantic sexual relationship with each other right. everyone who is involved in the is another new word I'm going to throw at you polycule everyone who's involved in the group or the, yeah. in the union can sit together and have these kinds of conversations and understandings okay. or you could be practicing parallel polyamory where I have a partner and that has nothing to do with you know my other relationships with other people we don't they don't have that communication they don't have that you know, it's more of like a, well, in case I, something happens to me, you have their number as like an, in case of emergency break glass or a situation, but you guys don't have to have that kind of intimate sitting at the table, having coffee mm, relationship right. between you, because just because I'm dating you doesn't mean I need you to do that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So there's just, there's different layers to it and figuring out where we're all going to be. And then there's a segment of polyamory that people don't like to talk about where sometimes it can just be about sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can just be a sexual relationship. There's an assumption where, okay, we're having all the sex, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm having conversations about having all the sex. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm talking it out so I can get to that part. <laughs> but, you know, there's just, there's different layers. So it's not all this, you know, intensely upper level romance academic, 
you know, we're all having these deep, intimate, romantic, sexual, life-changing relationships with everyone. For some people in polyamory, they're aromantic. They don't do romance. They don't feel romance in that way. But it doesn't right. make them any less polyamorous. It just means that mm. they're just practicing a different side of polyamory. Mm-hmm. I, I said a lot of words to say a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for explaining. That was that was helpful. I think I got most of that. I, I'm trying to parse the definitions of right around like parallel polyamory and kitchen table. Right. That was, that was really interesting up. what you said because I never thought about the fact that eventually like you can have this relationship and clearly that's a possibility but I never thought about it that you yeah. could have this relationship where there's like communion between the people okay. but maybe one of the partners is not gonna participate in the sex but they're participating no. in the relations and that's when you said that I was like well duh you know like the communication the definition is up to you and so you define what this space looks like for you right and I think that there are so many levels that we don't think about and I think it's uh, has a lot to do with how we are spoon-fed monogamy that you know you need to be this with this one person you need to marry this one person it needs to look like this I mean even we are it's, it's just now that we're starting to be okay with woman with woman man with man so can you imagine woman with man and woman same woman with that different man is just mm-hmm. there's so many levels to it and I kind of wish it was um something that people were more comfortable exploring or even having a conversation about um I think as Sham had said initially um people go into it a, a lot even Jen how you started was I am interested in this and either you start cheating or you're just not happy and it's very evident. And so that should never be how it is because that should never be how any relationship is. Um, So I kind of wish there was less stigma associated Mm. with it um, and more conversation of these are relationships just in general, relationships with people. Um, And I think about it like, I, these are my girlfriends, like the three of them are my girlfriends. Um, and they're my friends. Like I can go to them for different reasons, for the same reasons. And we all have a relationship. Why is it that we can't have rom- romantic relationships with more than one people? I don't, I, I thought Misha was about to ask me something. <laughs> <laughs> Ma'am, I am in search of my dragon. Please leave me alone. <laughs> but uh, this point, I guess we're curious about from from your perspective, for someone who's listening who might be interested in exploring this space, right? Outside of them going to your podcast because we're sending them there first. What course, do you recommend for someone who's looking to learn more and explore this space, or maybe right is in a space where they're like, I don't know, but I kind of want to find out. What do you suggest? What do you recommend? Do the research. Um, There are so many books written about polyamory. If you Mm -hmm. are a person of color trying to practice polyamory, the books may not be as inclusive Mm -hmm. as you would think because, you know, the default of this world is patriarchal whiteness. So there's that. I said it. Um, (laughs) But there are some great, you know, Facebook groups for Black polyamorous people that you can go to, even though Facebook is a cesspool. There are some positive (laughs) things that come out of there. You know, you can do Facebook groups. Um, I definitely also recommend having people in your life you genuinely trust so you can have those conversations with them. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that a lot of people kind of keep these things to themselves and feel kind of ashamed and not sure where to go to figure things out. But sometimes all you got to do is tell your best friend, like, hey, I'm thinking about this polyamory thing. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know much yeah. about it. Like, I just need to talk it out with someone. So mm-hmm. I have like a whole stack of books about polyamory, like literally right next to me at all times. So <laughs> I can like slip <laughs> out like one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, is like, there one, one of those books? Oh, if you can make a friend with Jen. Yes. Yeah. But is, yeah. there, is there a book that you would say, pick this book mm-hmm. up? Like, this mm-hmm. is a good book. Uh, one book no because they all have their issues right so i will suggest two no just three books so 
everyone has read the ethical slut if they're interested in polyamory that's usually oh, their gateway I'm book like, okay yeah okay. it's usually their gateway book the ethical slut um more than two is another gateway book that people are familiar with so those okay. two are one of those two will be your startup book for a lot of people another okay. book i will recommend is polysecure by jessica fern that talks a lot about attachment styles and trauma and consensual non-monogamy because it can also help you really open up about yourself <laughs> and mm. what your life is really like and then the jealousy workbook that's another really really good book by Kathy Labriola there is also an actual workbook that comes with that mm. but it's also talking about you know managing jealousy because like Shan had mentioned earlier there's this right. idea that people are not jealous when you're polyamorous right. that compersion it's a made-up word just for polyamory by the way compersion comes naturally and compersion really refers to you being happy when your partner is happy in this way mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. there's this assumption that oh yeah my partner has a boyfriend that's totally great I'm just going to be compersion all the time I'm happy it's amazing yeah. but sometimes you know that little part in your head is like I'm feeling insecure in this moment um yeah. because this partner is doing something with uh, my partner that I kind of wanted to do with them and that's making right. me feel some type of way how do yeah. I manage that um so mm -hmm. those you know your your starter book Polysecure mm -hmm. and the Jealousy Workbook. I think I'll recommend those three. Awesome. Ooh. Thanks. We're going to have to include them in the show notes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing those. Sham, any oh, advice, <laughs> recommendations? Yeah, Jen is the more uh, well read of the two of us. Uh, I kind of just wing it. <laughs> kind of what we've been doing. Uh, so I feel you. I feel that in my spirit. Yes. <laughs> so if you're in a relationship trying to open up, uh, right. it would just be the same as saying before that. Make sure you communicate. Make sure you discuss your feelings about everything. If you right. don't, like, if you don't know when to do it, um, for a while, you know, my wife had the thing where, on a certain day of the week, we would just like sit down and talk about whatever we're feeling. If there's anything that needs to be discussed, if there's anything that's happening that you know we have an issue with or so on. Which, again, is something you could do in, a, in any relationship. So yeah. I would suggest it for any relationship. But it's especially needed in a polyamorous relationship because there's so many more factors to consider. So, yeah, stuff like that. Have your, have your talks. Have any discussion you want to have about, you know, um, outside partners, about how it's going, if you want to stop, if you want to continue. Just stuff like that. Just check, just check in on the status mm. of the relationship relationships um right. as much as possible just just to be sure thank you so much this has been my goodness i, I feel like i learned so much tonight thank you yeah thank you both for being so open and sharing um just a teensy bit i am sure of your life with us tonight <laughs> yeah um uh, before, yeah sham you wanted to say something? i was saying happy to spread the good word you know <laughs> and of course we're not one thing we always want to stress we're not trying to say that this lifestyle is better than any other lifestyle. We're not trying to push it on anybody's throat. We're just saying, hey, it's an option. Right. Consider right. it. Don't right. just it's dismiss it or dismiss other people's lifestyle because you're not living it. So, yeah. so ladies, we're going to wrap because we know, right, this is we we're, you've been gracious with your time, but we want to be respectful of your time as well. Um, any other things that you ladies would like to connect with Jen and Sham about? Like any questions? Yeah, that we may not have covered. Um, no, not really. I think the the idea of um, just trying to educate yourself on what's happening and not, I think the thing that's, I mean, personally, I know that um, even in my marriage, um, we have discussed non-monogamy. Um, but I didn't know that it was non-monogamy at the time. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. It was just like, this isn't working. Maybe this will work. Um, and so I didn't really explore the information like I should have. Um, I think people are too afraid to explore the information. Um, and I think that I want to encourage people to explore it. It may not be for you, but if what you're doing isn't working, then maybe try something else. So that's kind of how I see it. So I appreciate that you guys are willing to share. Very true. So, Fanshar? Well, as a non-explorer, 
<laughs> I would like to thank Jen and Sham for my introduction. I think this is um, as good an introduction I would ever get because, you know, um, there's something about not knowing and then not being willing to like ask. And it's good that you guys are willing to hear questions and to answer, you know? So I appreciate your presence here. And I, as you guys are talking, as much as you're talking about um, non-traditional relationships, I was thinking, boy, maybe let's pick up some of them books because <laughs> jealous, you know, like, I'm like, if only yeah. you were right when you said all these assumptions because we grew up in this normal, like normalcy. And so this is the assumption, like clearly if we started having sex, you're not doing, but no one talks about the fact that this is the expectation for me. Right. And that's it. Somehow we feel funny about talking about things like that or somehow they're too much or whatever. And mm. I've decided that no matter what your lifestyle is or where life takes you, you should certainly be comfortable asking about your own life. So I think right. practicing um, everything you're talking about with communication and even those right. lessons, those handbooks in my own need to jealousy. I just really think it's really... Um, it's good to learn. And the more you learn, the more you ask, the more you ask, the more you're comfortable talking. And even if this is not for you, I think learning more will encourage you to, if it's not for you, you can support someone or be more accepting or inviting or less judgmental about someone else who's not doing what you might have chosen for yourself. So right. thank you. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Char. <laughs> Listen, I just want to thank you guys for coming tonight because like I told you, I really felt like I was just being born. This is all <laughs> new information. <I'm> <laughs> Literally all new information. I am the, the typical religious one. So I'm not going to lie to you. I have never even allowed myself to even look up the word. I know Polly meant many as I told girls. So I know I just knew that it meant more than one of something, but that was the extent of my knowledge. But I'm really happy that you guys came and share. You have educated me with a lot, you know, more ways than you will know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm glad that you were open enough to, to talk about it for yep. ignorant folks like me. <laughs> just didn't know. At least now, you know, I won't be going from a, like a judgmental point standpoint, you know, now at least I have mm -hmm. a good understanding as right. to what's going on and not like what you're told. It's just, oh, the man is a whore and just one of woman and the right. woman right. is a fuck and just one of man. You know, cause right. that's, right. How, that's right. how, I'm gonna be yep. honest. That's how, you know, I've always thought of more than one partner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I'm very happy that you guys came and you, you've educated me. Thank you for the information. And I'm um, not a reader, but I will definitely watch some videos. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> yes. You on our podcast. We really appreciate you guys taking the time out. Agreed. Absolutely. We can't say thank you enough. Shaman Jen, any final thoughts, any final insights that you want to share um, as we wrap up? Well, guys. I am single and available. <laughs> so if you think that you are a good match for my lifestyle, you can hit my line. What's your handle? You have a whole relationship going on. What are you, you were talking about, you, you okay, were really yeah. paying attention, Jen. Listen, I but she has no walls. I can have exactly. many loves. So, yeah. that is not, so that's not a boundary for you where you get into a relationship, even if it's with a married couple and they're like, listen, we just wanted to be the three of us. You, we were not comfortable with you having somebody else. I would not agree to that. Okay, got you. <laughs> so there, there is closed triads, which just appear them an open triad, which is, you know, you're allowed to date other people. Right. I would I would not agree to a closed triad. Got you. Okay. So well, I, I am Learn available. Something Learn something and, new in uh, the last five minutes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I think that, you know, like I said, just, just have that real conversation with yourself about what your expectations are for a relationship before you even try to be like, okay, well, I'm polyamorous now. It's like, but what does that look like for you? Right. Because polyamory is, of course, like every relationship is very individual to the people in it. So right. what is that like for you? Do that research, have that deep conversation with yourself. 
and you're gonna mess it up the first time it's it no one's perfect the first time we just we live we learn we just accept that we have done this we apologize and we move on with grace <laughs> that's good advice thanks Jen I will say unlike Jen I'm not single but like Jen I'm also available <laughs> but <laughs> in regards to any any last point since this is a, a Jamaican based show there there is a kind of non-monogamy that I think exists in Jamaica that's not I guess, official, we discussed it on, on our show, and that is, you know, mate culture. Everybody knows about yep. you have your main thing and your matey. And uh, yep. we saw that in a lot of songs and a lot of like dancehall songs, they will have portrayals where everybody know what's going on, where the right. man know, the matey know, the main woman know, and everybody is okay with it. And it, in a sense, that is, like it's almost polyamory like it's almost like correct it's just that they're not calling it that because mm. even i forget who sang it's by somebody song said there's like me like my mate where it's like she knows she have a mate but she's fine with it and so in a sense it's like everybody in this little situation knows about each other so it right. should technically right. count as polyamory but they don't call it that they rather have it as matey because matey is here so matey is what you're cheating on or the matey is yeah, you know, the side, the side, and then the mate. Mm. Go ahead, Char. Oh no! So I was just trying to. I know sometimes like there's mate and then there's mate and then all these terms. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a, always an understanding, and right. I think some of those relationships, not necessarily everybody who's out there giving bun, can be polyamorous, but some of those I think are more. Is that they're so close, like they're this close, you just. If they yeah. had set boundaries or had conversations about it, yes. I think that would make it work because I think people are just assuming me have my mate, she know, me have my wife, she know, but nobody is talking about, listen, you have your woman, that's fine, but here are my boundaries. And she's saying, <laughs> like, seriously, as long as there's boundaries yeah. and there's communication, then there goes the relationship, as with every relationship. So, that. you're an expert already. <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen, a relationship is a relationship, and I, I realized right. that long time. Like, regardless of your if you're in a relationship with a tree, the tree needs to know. <laughs> that is right, Jen. Am I lying? Okay, just wondering. That is correct. No lies. They need to know. It's true. It's and true. In no relationship, and they don't know what's happening. That don't make no sense. But anyway, that is all. That is very Jamaican, though. That mate situation, and it's yeah. usually just women because. Make up, make up a woman of two men. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. That's right? the problem, the, shallow the man them. And yeah, that's the next thing, though. It, whenever polyamory starts, usually the man will be the more active one in the beginning, but then as time goes on, the woman usually finds more, and then the man starts to get vexed because he can't keep up. That's another thing that usually happens. Hasn't happened to me yet, Ooh. but you know, <laughs> that's something that's. The jealousy part, not the keeping up, you know. But. Let's be clear. Yeah. That's Shams, I'm just saying. That, that I that I wonder too with with like when the the female bring in another a partner being a male, like as the husband, you don't at no point do you say, "Well, my wife look at you, I'm more forward in than she do with me," and I'm running on the about it, like. Like the jealousy part comes like you know, man, ego that's all they have, they, they, they're real big on their ego, and you know, yeah. your wife, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, a man, they really I put it down from my wife, I don't know, man. Like, like okay. that don't make you feel funny. Well, well, for one, how we set up, there's no if she's with another man, I'm not going to be there. That's not, oh. you don't do, yeah, like okay. that. That's one okay. of your boundaries. Yes, okay. it's not even a, a hard boundary. It's just not something I'm really into. So okay. if you do something with another man, I just I just rather go watch TV or something. Else. Okay. But uh, yeah, I have felt jealousy in the past, but not necessarily like necessarily like he's doing it better than me or anything like that. But I have felt jealousy in the sense that if she's out with another man and I'm at home by myself, there was the moment of you know I wish I was doing something right now. Right. I, I wish I was getting ice cream. <laughs> so in those moments I, I, I felt that jealousy so i do understand that feeling but no i'm not i've never been outright like yo but I, but in the beginning i would say i had that thought of like all right i can't 
the idea of another man uh, being my wife. Crazy. Could never do it. Right. And then now, years later, it's just, all right, once you talk about it and once everything good, can go on dating. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes Thank sense. you so much, Sam. You are like, my goodness, you and Jen. No, sir. We have no to have you both back um, yeah. because this was so good. Yes. We'll be happy to do it. And we're, we're happy to come on. We're happy that you, um, as much as you're not necessarily about polyamory, I like that you were open to the idea about discussing it and talking about it, just even just to, just to know. Yeah. Even yep. if you're not promoting it or trying to do it for yourselves, you just want to be able to say, hey, I know about this now, so I can talk about yep. it more. If it comes up, I'm more informed. So, yeah. I appreciate coming yeah. on. And, and people, need to respect, people need to respect people's choices for their life, whatever it is. And it doesn't even only have to Amen. do with relationships. It just means, right. you know. In general. Yeah. I agree. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's our episode for today. This was, hopefully you brought your notebook because Lord have mercy. Yeah. I feel like we don't have, have to, to do post a glossary of terms <laughs> with this show notes, including the books and including the definitions. Um, Jen and Sham shared quite a bit of information today. So we're gonna do our best to capture it um, all for you. Uh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What's that, Sham? Oh, I was saying we can clarify anything off air. Awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That would be perfect. So thank you all for joining us today. We will see you next time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this juicy, though, but <laughs> we will see y'all in two weeks. It'll be good uh, for sure. Thank yep. you so much. Bye. Bye, guys. Friends, that's all for today's episode of Relationship Pasa Pasa. Thanks so much for joining us today. You could have been anywhere in the virtual world, but you were here with us. We hope you join us again in two weeks for our next dose. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast on wherever you find and listen to podcasts. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. So you never miss an episode. Also, tell a friend to tell a friend. You can also connect with us on Instagram at Relationship Pasa Pasa, all one word, if you are on the social media situations. We can't wait to hear from you. Like, seriously, we can't wait to hear what you think about our episode and also connect with us about topics you'd like to hear us discuss. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, walk good. <laughs>